What's going on, everybody? This is the Magic in the Attic podcast. We received a lot of great comments and questions after our comeback episode last week, and we were really excited by the support. So thank you, and keep it up. On this episode, our top five was a lively discussion on the most difficult predators to kill one-on-one. Then we move into Dogecoin and whether it proves that money is fake. Religion is always a topic of discussion on this podcast, and we talk about whether it matters who baptizes you and whether Christians treat Paul the same way that Mormons treat Joseph Smith. There are also some changes coming to the podcast, and so every third episode we will be discussing one topic, whether it be a book, movie, show, or something else. So on May 28th, we're going to be discussing the Communist Manifesto, and we invite you to read along with us and send your questions about the topic to magicintheatticpodcast at gmail.com. You can send any of your questions there or whatever's on your mind. We look forward to seeing what you have. We appreciate the support, and thank you for listening to The Magic in the Attic. The Magic in the Attic is back at it again. You just chill into the rhythm, and then the comes in. Hey, so how do you guys feel about the fact that we've gotten a bunch of listener questions already? I'm excited. I feel great about it. Yeah. I'm pumped. They're better questions than we come up with. I mean, sure. listen, I thought I thought all day of a top five, and I couldn't think of a good one. And you guys let me know that. <laughs> but that's all right. That's what the listeners are for, man. That well, is what the listeners are for. That's what we want the listeners to be yeah, for, we, for our we, own gratification. Yes, agree. 100. <laughs> You're going to serve <laughs> us. Just kidding. Yes. <clears throat> the servants of the pod. What, so what's what's our email by the way? Magic in the attic podcast at gmail.com. So if you are a um, what 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 do we call our subscriber? Followers? We need a we, we need subscribe. a name. A magician. A magician <laughs> or a moron. They can a be moron. Magic, magic moron. A magic moron. If you're a magic I thought we moron. were the magic moron. Well, we are. We but are so are they. Magic. If you're listening to this, you're also a magic moron. <laughs> and we mean that in the most endearing possible way. Yes. Uh, but if you're listening. Send us a question. Uh, speaking of questions, we had a very common listener question this week. <clears throat> so we wanted to update you on the health circumstances of uh, Preacher Paul. He is, in fact, alive. Um, to be fair, we thought that was pretty clear <laughs> when we recorded <laughs> it. But we have multiple people ask, so... Man, people Our- send him flowers. <laughs> people send me flowers and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Paul is dead. Miss him? Miss him? We were going to call it Rebel Paul, but we thought that was too obvious. <laughs> uh, he is in good spirits. He said he wished he could fake his death at some point, so he's glad he, we could make that dream come true. He just thought this podcast was going nowhere, so he wanted to leave. <laughs> hey. 50 views this week say otherwise 50 views yeah yeah people listening this week or 50 50 listeners but we have 50 listeners this week yeah wow let's keep it up baby so with that we love you magic morons welcome to the (laughs) magic we gotta come with something better than that it'll come (laughs) it'll come naturally one day people will know 
People Dude, are. I love it. Magic morons. That's what we are. That's what you are. What that, that's what we that's are. What we are. That's, yeah. that's how I feel about our listeners. Well, since we don't uh, have Preacher Paul, we did we did decide to kind of change up our format, though. I don't know if we want to talk about that yet. Yeah, go ahead. Let, let, let's get yeah. into that a little bit, and then we'll get into uh, our top five. All right, so we thought about changing it to where every third episode um, – so we're going to build it up for two episodes. And then on the third episode, we're going to have one discussion dedicated around a specific topic, whether that's a book, a movie, a show, whatever. We're going to do it together for two weeks and then talk about it. So we're going to let you know what it is. So hopefully you participate with us. Like we've been trying to learn some stuff on this podcast. So we thought it'd be cool if we all did it together. So do we want to tell them what it is for the first week for, or yeah. for two what's, weeks from what's now? The, what's the date? Um, it's going to the date of the episode is going to be released on what is today? May 11th, the 21st. So yeah, it will be released on no, no, it would be the 28th released the 28th because we're going to record it on the 25th. Um, so it's going to be released on the 28th and we're going to talk about the communist manifesto. It's free online. I don't think any of us have read it. We thought it'd be interesting to read. And it seems pretty short. So join us in reading the Communist Manifesto. We're going to talk about it on May 28th, but send in your questions or comments about it on May, before May 25th. Sweet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like 68 pages or something. It's yeah, very it's short. It's very public short. domain. You can get it a bunch of places. And one of the other things we wanted to mention is on these um, mini discussing episodes, we would love to have a fourth person join us. So if you want to read it and be a part of the discussion, we would love to have a fourth member for that day. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, we are interested in having you on as well. Okay, well, I'm glad that we got that out. Hopefully, we get uh, some positive feedback. Um, maybe we can get uh, Rob Double B to be on the podcast with us at some point. I know he's listening. <laughs> so, speaking of Rob, welcome to the Magic in the Attic, where everything is magical, um, including this huge box of built milk duds that my wife bought me. Um, you almost said bill duds there. Dill, dill. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, okay, so top five. Now, this is from Rob with two Bs. Okay, he had two really good questions this Listener week. Listener from Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kentucky. Yeah, and uh, he said, if you could fight a predator in the wild that you had to kill one-on-one in a fight. It must be in their habitat with no guns. It can be a knife or any of the surrounding. So we sort of argued over whether or not this was like apex predators or predators that we could fight. I think we all might have a different list because of that. Well, so, And he said rank them. Five, easiest to hardest. Five being the easiest, one being the hardest. Yes. So okay. with that, I'm going to turn this over to, uh, you know what, JBM, you normally go first, so let's let's go with that. Okay. JBM, lead us off. My first question is, does a raccoon count as a predator? <laughs> this is your list, dude. 
I'm going to skip raccoon because I thought about it. I'm not sure it's actually a predator or not, but that was my initial go-to. So I'm going to say number five is a coyote. I feel pretty good about taking a coyote on, especially if I got a knife or I can grab a rock or something. I I feel pretty good about that. Number four is a bald eagle. I don't even need a knife. You come at me, bald eagle, I'm going to grab your talons. I'm going to be whipping you around like you're an old down pillow. Feathers going everywhere. All right? It's anti-American, bro. Predator. <laughs> Number three. Things are stepping up a notch, but it's a wolf. Because I'm thinking a wolf one-on-one, not so bad. Not a wolf pack. I ain't doing that. But a singular wolf, I think I could do it. Mostly because they're used to hunting in packs. And now we really start to ramp it up. Number two, a gator. So, I know we said we can't fight like a shark in, on land, but like a gator is kind of a double. So I thought like, about that. I'm not sure where I'm fighting this gator, but I might be able to handle a gator, uh, depending on the exact circumstances. And on land, probably. On land, hopefully. But in the water, probably not. <clears throat> Probably no, no, he's gonna roll me. I'll be in trouble. And number one, my least amount of confidence is a mountain lion. But it's like the it's the it's the probably the the baddest predator that I would think like, okay, maybe I have a shot. Because I know I ain't fighting a bear. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel pretty good that I'm surviving. I mean a mountain lion is pretty quick. Mountain lions, I, I ain't feeling like, great about it. It's a horrible. That's that's as high as I go. I mean, when we sent this text message out, you were like, I might confide my neighbor's dog. That's a well, pretty step uh, up. I asked the guy, I asked some of my guys at the office, and they were like, well, you can fight like a dog, you can fight a fox. <laughs> I was like, come on, give me more credit than that. So I'm thinking with, that- a, with a knife, I think... I feel pretty decent about my first three. The gator and the mountain lion, I don't know. It's going to be very so I got to get a little lucky. Mountain lion's paw is bigger than you think. That's the truth. (laughs) All right, Piano Man, what you got? All right, my list starts out significantly higher than his (laughs) hardest one. You're very confident (laughs) in yourself. The first, the fifth, the easiest is a shark. And you might say to yourself, what in the world? But the reason I have Shark on there is because... Is because Angelina Jolie punched it in the face. Yeah, yeah. You got that chance to punch it in the nose. And then you can just take your knife out and stab it to death. Once, once you, If you get the How right... Many times? You, get the, you punch it in the nose once, it's done. Like it doesn't want to fight it. you anymore. That's it? It's just going to sit there? It's, and okay. just, it's done. <laughs> Is it in the water? Because there's a bunch of people that killed sharks on Survivor. So, like, I mean, are you out of the water at some point? No, that's what I was saying. Well, you can't get out of the water, right? But I'm saying if you get that one shot to punch it in the nose and you got a shot. Oh, okay. Right, it's like a baby shark? Like, no, no, do, no, full do, grown. Do, do, Let's do, go. Do, do, do. Okay. <laughs> Full on jaws. Piano Man's like, I'm going to take the Megalodon that's out. Number, number, that's number five. Okay. Number four was actually a croc. I thought that was actually harder than a shark. Because <laughs> oh, you don't get the chance to punch it in the nose. Like, You'll get a chance to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if it's on land, you got a good chance. Like, maybe you can run zigzag or something and you're fine. 
but you, can, I, you I have know. a good chance. I don't know about good chance, but <laughs> there's a chance. You've said so yourself. All right, number three, we get we up it even significantly. So I'm thinking grizzly bear. If, <laughs> number if, three. If, if Leo, Velociraptor. Hey, listen. If, if Leo, <laughs> if Leo could right? could survive it in the Revenant. I mean, he got messed up, but he survived it. <laughs> he didn't kill it. <laughs> That's true, but okay, I guess he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he but did. he had a gun, he right? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because well, it, it fell on him. Yeah, he killed yeah. it. <laughs> if Leo could do it. Was, All right, number two. <laughs> number two, we just we're getting insane here. We're going to Africa. We're going for a lion. I thought you were gonna say you were gonna kill a giraffe. Like you were gonna like <laughs> Legolas this thing. <laughs> I think. I think a, a grizzly bear. I think a grizzly bear will be way harder than a lion. No, no way. way. Yes. A cat no that's like way. insanely powerful. A cat no. that's so quick. They're like fast. a grizzly. You can at least outmaneuver it because it's so big. You can. I mean, yep. you got a chance. To. <laughs> a lion, you have no chance to outmaneuver whatsoever. Like you're gonna have to fight it straight. Yeah, up. but a lion, a lion is small enough that like you get that one small. jab. You, Lions you, are like 200 pounds. They're more yeah. than that. I'm about to look this up. How much do you think a grizzly bear weighs? Dude, but it's fat and slow. I'm just saying, a lion's neck, I feel like there's an artery in there that you could really get. With a grizzly bear, he's standing up. He's like 10 right. feet tall. A Hold male on. lion weighs 420 pounds. 400 pounds? A pure muscle. How much does a grizzly bear weigh? Probably more than that. But but still, like a, a lion is actually quick. It's like Usain Bolt. 400 you know? pound, like Usain Bolt coming at you, bro. Like, come on now. A grizzly weighs 600. And it's not as and fast. And it's fat and slow. Yeah. I mean, it's still not slow. It's faster than me, but, you know. All right. I think they're both impossible to fight, but a lion is definitely above a, uh, a bear. I, I agree. I would that. rather fight a lion. All right. My number one that I have way. absolutely no chance of fighting in its natural habitat is a hippo. Like, think about Like, I could stab it, and it wouldn't even care. It would like, not care at all. It would just destroy me. <laughs> so I don't even know just how I would kill it, but... It would happen. I don't know exactly how, but I would definitely die before I kill <laughs> what? it. Okay, what's your, what's your strategy? What's your strategy in fighting the hippo? Probably try to get on its back. I don't really know. <laughs> you know, well, my strategy like against right, the hippo like is you got to kill yourself so it's less painful. Yeah. I thought I mean, this segment was going to be really stupid, but I've actually really, really enjoyed Wait, this. Wait, do y'all know about the, the hippos in South Africa, South America? No, tell me. Know. Okay, so I'll keep this real short. But so when Pablo Escobar was at the height of his, you know, drug kingpinship, he had four hippos at his compound. Well, when they came to bust him, he got out and his chopper. And they came and he had all this stuff. And there was these four hippos. And they were like, we don't know what to do with hippos because hippos don't live in South America. And so they just left them there. Well, then the hippos got out, and they started breeding. Dude, there's like hundreds of hippos in this river in Colombia. They're like spreading out over several hundred miles now, all because Pablo Escobar brought them there. It's crazy. It's, it's one of the craziest It's, it's not really Pablo's fault. It's the authorities' fault. That's true. They didn't know what to do. They didn't act. And 
Government strikes again. Yeah, boys and girls, <laughs> just show you. Don't ever trust them, the government. <laughs> All, right. All right, so my five, I kind of did the same thing. I teared them off, but I thought of like, okay, if I was in like a, <clears throat> I don't know, like a stadium situation where people were watching me and somebody had to determine who, what they think I could survive to get from like level four one to level five right so this is like roman I'm, times yes okay S- something like that like i'm in the coliseum and i'm you know out all right so number five so zach steps into the coliseum yes. first animal they release is a a huge non-venomous python who is that like a massive you know 20 footer and i'm thinking if Again, we're supposed to be in their habitat, so I'm in the jungle, so it's kind of like sly on the ground, but it can't bite me and kill me instantly. It's got to wrap around me, so I can like get it by the head. I can maybe cut its head off, that kind of thing, but if I, if I slip up, it could get around my neck and I could die, all right? So still dangerous, but not, you know, terrible. You know how right? big a python is? They're freaking huge. Yeah. What are you about to say, 600 pounds? They're like 30 feet long. Dude, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, you I can get, get the head. It. You get the head. I can and you're get good. it. I can get it. Okay. I guess. I mean, it right. would, but uh, all right. Number four, I chose like, like a bobcat, like a wildcat. You know, it's quick. It's got big claws. It can take me down. I might have to finesse it a little bit, but it's small, right? It's like thirty finesse. pounds, forty pounds, right? So if I have the knife or if I have a rock, like you said, I could tackle it, get under it. Long as it doesn't get my jig, my jugular or something, I should be fine. But I'll probably get scraped up. Wait, so is a bobcat? Is that like a small mountain lion? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a small mountain okay, lion. Okay, okay, right. Okay. But right. they have a. I looked them up. They got a pretty high kill rate. You know. So, yeah, I think what got loose around here. Tearing up some people's Man, dogs or something. Just imagine yeah. trying to kill a big cat, though. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. Man, uh, dude, the fact that you think a bear would be harder than a lion is blowing my mind. Walker, I think your list was spot on. All right. So that was my deal. Because I didn't want to say mountain lion because there's no way. I, I don't think I can fight a 400-pound cat. I just don't think it works. But like a 40-pound cat, 50-pound, I wouldn't come out unscathed, but I could beat it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm pretty tired after the python, by the way. My number three is a crocodile. Now, maybe I have it too low, but I was thinking they've got these long snouts. You see on the internet where there's all these people that can get them by the mouth. And if you can get it quick enough and like, you know, get it on its side, you can slash its throat. Or if you can get it upside down or whatever with its mouth pinned down, like if you can get it in that spot, you can beat it fairly easily. The trick is getting it in that spot, right? So I chose it as my number three because I figured it would be doable, but extremely difficult. My number two was a wolf because when I was looking these things up, it said a kill rate for a a wolf would, if you were fighting it with your bare hands, if it's like 60%, it would beat a human. So, like, these things are fast. Again, we're talking about in their habitat. So, they all, they're nocturnal, so they only come out at night. So, I probably can't see it. You know, I'll probably have to, you know, feel it out or whatever. Um, 
Hey, and there's a huge. full moon in my habitat. They're they're as big as German shepherds. They're massive, you know, feral dogs. Uh, and you know, they say that out, you know, outside of like a shotgun, and if you know how to use that properly, the best home defense weapon is actually a German shepherd that's trained. And so you think about a feral version of that as a wolf, I think that would be tr pretty tough to take down because its only idea is to kill you. So, yeah, they're that, pack hunters. Single I, wolf, I bring it. All right, all right, bring it, that. wolf. But my number one, so like I'm in the, you know, I'm in the arena, right? My number one was a grizzly bear because these things can be fought by humans, you know, with decent efficiency. And I've read that there's um, like. With the way that the bear's neck is, you can actually get a hold of it like it's windpipe pretty easily. I mean, well, not easily, but easy, easier than pipe. like a lion, right? Like you could actually like punk, like, you know what I'm saying? So if I had a knife, I, if I could puncture its windpipe, I might could get it to where it can't breathe. You know what I mean? So my number one was a grizzly bear, not the hardest predator to fight but in my lineup of things if i had to go through all five it would be the toughest but doable even though i would easily die to that so that's my what list. was your three my number three was a crocodile because there's a longer snout than an alligator i figure an alligator would be more shifty so with a crocodile i could probably grab it a little easier yeah because it's huge they're so <laughs> yeah. much bigger than alligators yeah yeah, True. they're not as fast. Yeah. This was definitely our longest top five discussion ever. Oh, was it really? <laughs> How long was it? I think it was like 16 minutes. Oh, that's oh, uh, last, 18 that's minutes last time. Plus, close. we had a long intro. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right. No, Ken. Uh, what's first? What's first? Let's go, right, boys. Right. So, let's get into it. Good so, top just five. to be fair, I'm the only one listed any animals that we would actually beat. <laughs> Is that I can, right? Man, I would beat I all beat of mine. I could beat a python. <laughs> Bro. All right, maybe you would. I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> don't all we right. all feel pretty good about the coyote? Uh, yes, yes. Coyote. You could probably... Well, it's a scavenger. Okay, so... Speaking of unrealistic, because that entire list... I mean, we would die in round one and all of those. Let's just be honest. So... My question of this week, and I've been thinking about this for a lot, a long time. Well, not a long time, maybe a week, is does Dogecoin prove that money is fake? And my thought process is on this before I turn it over to you guys is this. This was a cryptocurrency that was created as a joke. It's always been a joke. No one has ever taken it seriously. Then all of a sudden... Elon Musk and Mark Cuban has decided there's value to it. And you can use Dogecoin to buy Mavericks tickets and Oakland A's tickets. Um, you can actually use it as a currency before a lot of the even more popular cryptos. So despite the fact that the token itself doesn't do anything, they pump out like 10000 a day, despite the fact that it doesn't have... Um, they, mine, they mine them whatever um and it do, but it does also doesn't have the tech the tech of like ethereum 
right? Or um, Ripple. Um, but it's being used as a currency more than those just because some rich guy said they wanted it to. And you, in January, you could be a millionaire if you just invested like five or $10,000 into it in January. That's how quickly it shifted. So does the fact that this joke currency that does nothing prove that money is fake? And Piano Man, I'll let you start since you're our crypto expert. Well, yeah, to answer the question, I'm not sure it proves that that money is fake. I think you first had to define what makes money. So, so really, the digitization of money is what's really changed the game. And I think that's kind of where your question's coming from. Um, because you think of U.S. dollars and now they can just print money, but they don't actually print it. They just say how much supply there is like on a computer somewhere and they can control it from a computer. Right. Um, now, as far as, so throughout history, right. You've had different types of currencies. I guess you would consider them money. Right. Um, but usually, I mean, it was always something physical. So there was an actual limited number of it. And, and so people were like, okay, I value this government issued token this much and so i will give you this many goods in exchange for that that thing now now with the digitization of stuff it's like you have this doge coin that or sorry doggy coin that um like it if someone's willing to take it and transport for it it is money because i'll give you these services in return for this much doggy coin and so, and, and uh, so I just think there's a big difference between having something that you would be willing to transfer for other goods. There's a difference between that and something that's actually a store of value. So the two are not necessarily equal. I'm going to let you circle back around on to that in a second. But JBM, let me get your initial take. So money isn't fake it is um circumstantial right like currency is circumstantial when you were describing like <clears throat> oh this had no value until like these rich guys said that it did like i thought you were talking about the u.s dollar at first <laughs> so um i mean no matter what it is whether it's gold or whether it's a dogecoin or whether it's a, a euro I mean, if someone—I agree with the piano man said—if you're—if someone's willing to accept it as payment, then I guess it's money. I mean, just like back in the day, people didn't necessarily even trade—you know—use money; they just traded stuff. So, like, your corn stocks were essentially your currency. Um, but I mean, money just honestly kind of depends on the times. Like, and what's going on and what people value and what they want. It's just like how sometimes in art, like, you can have, like, some little canvas that somebody threw a chew pack of gum and spilled their coffee on, and it's worth, like, $5 million. Like, it's crazy. But if somebody is willing to pay for it, then I guess it's valuable. Yeah. Well, I don't want to jump in before you, Midnight Mark goes into his whole no, I'm spiel, good. but that's the difference between actual money and a store of value is that piece of art can never be money but it can be something that's a store of value and it's it's totally different 
So is crypto a store of value? Some are, some aren't. Yes, but that's, that's, I guess, my thing is normally currency is established by some sort of governing body, whereas um, Dogecoin is basically just being established by Mark Cuban. So does that mean Mark Cuban gets to rule the world at some point? <laughs> I mean, he's the one that decides what's payment. Right, but he doesn't get to decide the code that Do- Dogecoin is built on. You know what I'm saying? The miners actually control the network, not Mark Cuban. Allegedly, Dogecoin is like, their infrastructure behind it is super strong. Well, yeah, it's the same as Bitcoin. It's, it's exactly the same as Bitcoin. It's right? not exactly the same. They just changed it. It's like it. Litecoin. It's more like no, Litecoin. No, they actually That's changed like. it so that you can just mine it infinitely and get it super quick. <laughs> so it like has all the bad qualities of Bitcoin. Um, yeah. But what do you think, Midnight Mark? I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's why it was my question because I'm, I'm still trying to learn a lot of this stuff. Uh, to me, I think it's kind of funny that um, a lot of crypto nerds um, are mad about it. That they're like, oh, it doesn't hold any value, so it's garbage. But it's like, to me, Polkadot doesn't hold any value because it doesn't do anything except for move other tokens around i don't even know what that is yeah, that i don't even know what's a polka dot <laughs> it's yeah, another crypto like think about it like let me let me just really quick i'm gonna get on coinbase right now and just tell you some of these others that are okay so there's um, no, no, obviously I, no there are like, bin- thousands like out there no yeah, there are that. thousands yeah. so so like right now let me just let me just tell you like Safe an example <clears throat> an example the real so, crypto bonfire so, coin I'm trying to figure out uh, where is it. Oh, so Yearn dot Finance is worth ninety thousand dollars right now. But like, what even is it? What does yeah, it do? Why does it matter? It says but it's there's only like there. a few of them. So like the market cap is small, right? So it's it's not really apples to apples. So but 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 it's not being used. Is my point. I just think it's funny that. You know, there are so many people out there that are like, Dogecoin isn't worth anything. It's not real. But it's like, but it is because people have made it real now. Even though there's not, there isn't any value to the tech. And it doesn't, it's not as good as, you know, they say if Bitcoin is gold, Litecoin is silver, Dogecoin's not even bronze. It's like steel. Who said Litecoin is silver? Well, that's what they say because it's built the same way. You know what I mean? It's like so really when right. I want to take this discussion to, and I, I'm sure we're getting to the end of this, but right. It makes less of a joke of the fact that anything can be a currency and more of a joke. And I think it's done a great job of bringing to light the fact that the U S dollar has actually less backing than Dogecoin does. Yeah. And that's actually a fact. Well, Even though it's the I, biggest joke ever, I actually trust Dogecoin. If that would use its <laughs> currency, I could actually understand how much supply there will be with with the U.S. dollar. The digitization of it. There's literally what the the well, Fed says. Oh, we just sold all these billion dollars of treasuries, and now that's in the supply. Like, uh, and and the Fed bought the treasuries. So really, what even happened? 
Well, my last thought on this is the one thing that I do worry about a coin like Dogecoin or Doggy Coin, whatever we want to call it, is the fact that it can be inflated so quickly. Does that make some of these others like Bitcoin, like Ethereum, that actually work the way that they're supposed to work? Will that make them crash again? Because people will be like, oh, well, we can do this with this garbage thing that doesn't hold any real you know, real value, will that actually tank Bitcoin again? Can, can it do that just from the perception of Doge? We can only hope. Yeah, I guess that's true. It definitely could, for sure. But then that gets into the difference of, do you buy things as a store of value, like f for what the actual value is worth? Or do you just buy it because it's popular or because people tell you to? That's kind of the difference there. If, if what we've learned since January has taught me anything, with the GameStop debacle, AMC, Knock, all these crazy, like all the meme stocks in Doge, it seems like people just buy what's popular. Yeah. Whatever makes them laugh. <clears throat> Get yourself some Shiba Inu, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, they have they have a Doge Moon coin now. It's like Safe Moon and Doge put together. Yeah, if PNC Bank would allow me to do anything, garbage. Dude, you gotta get other. I know. I know. I know. I ordered a t-shirt. <laughs> All right, are we done with uh, our Bitcoin talk for the day? All right, cool. I'm done with it. So, so let's move Forget on. Forget that joke. Uh, let's. Let's talk. Yeah, I don't have jokes, man. I ain't Paul. I wish I. I might come up. I got. I got a kids knock knock joke book. <laughs> um, all right. So you literally do, have jokes. I literally. Yeah. I do. So, just like always, every week on Magic in the Attic, we're gonna get a little religious on you. So, first question comes from um, the spouse. Uh, of a member here, uh, but also a very valued listener from Zionsville, Indiana. Um, so Mrs. Juicebox asks, do we treat Paul the same way Mormons treat Joseph Smith? They firmly believe he, Joseph Smith, was divine and supplemental to Christ's work. While we scoff at the ideas of Mormons supporting Joseph Smith, while we firmly support Paul. Now, I think this question, this is a personal, like this, this question implies that Paul is basically the same as Joseph Smith. To me, that this person believes that, and maybe they do, and that's fine. I'm not here to tell anyone what not to believe, but seems it was worded a little harsh to me but hey we like it we love it so i thought it was worded just fine someone is very close to the situation we'll go to them first jbm what are your thoughts on uh mrs uh apple juice well so here just in a brief brief um answer from midnight mark i have a couple questions so how how did joseph smith <clears throat> How how did he um, how, how did he have his revelation? What happened? He was out uh, in the woods, right? Oh, he was sorry. dropping DMT in the woods and decided. Nah, he was visited by an angel, not God, 
an angel like what was his name mordecai moroni moroni yeah and moroni said that he could find the golden tablets which he read right listen i get it look i love me some joseph smith i love the backstory of you know mormonisms and all that stuff but this guy was seen by a rando angel and it's very possible he was honestly i mean the Bible says my that the second question is do you know what brief means, but whatever. My so my actual second question was so how how what was Paul's how did how did he come to find the Lord? He believed he saw Jesus. Right. What is okay. I mean, I'm just saying you can see why why someone would compare these two things. No, it's not a stupid comparison if you're looking at it from the surface, but okay. I want to shut up. I want you guys so, to So go. just to actually address the question now. So there is a little bit of a difference here in the fact that Joseph Smith, even like while he was still alive, was proven to be a total fraud like over and over and over and over and over again. Um, whereas <laughs> yeah. Paul, from what I can see from the information we have that didn't happen but i think paul was just trying to be a christian i'm not i'm not really sure paul would be down with how we treat paul that's my personal opinion do we treat him bad or i I take him too seriously i i think more of we we maybe take his words as if he is Jesus sometimes in a, in a way that maybe he didn't even intend, I think. So I've always wondered this question about Paul, right? So if he didn't have that vision from Jesus where he supposedly learned everything there is to know from this vision, would we still have his books in the Bible? Like, would we still take him as seriously? No. You're shaking your no. head now. So we wouldn't take him seriously so. if he didn't have this revelation. So it begs the question, because no there's no way to confirm whether he had this revelation other than that he said he did. Right? That's the only that's the only way. Well, the then, only other person that Jesus like revealed himself to was John in the book of Revelation, right? And and he's like, I was in a dream and I saw this stuff. Okay. So um, to me, it's always been interesting to me that the only reason we take him seriously is because he said he had this vision and learned directly from Jesus. I don't know. I find that a little odd. So I, I don't think it's a dumb comparison on the surface. I do think it's simplistic because if we this is this is my take on it if you compare paul to joseph smith you basically have to say everything after the gospels is no different than the book of mormon including everything that we have because paul is recognized by peter and the other apostles acts has dictation from jesus so if you say that 
Acts is not real, then the, the dictation of Jesus is not real in Acts. And if that's the case, then Honestly. how can we say that the, uh, the Gospels are real? And then at that point, what is Christianity? So I, I, I do agree with you guys. I don't agree with you guys as much on Paul. You know, I'm not as far as Piano Man is on it. I'm not even as middle. I, I think Paul is fine. But one thing I do agree Who with says is Paul wasn't fine. You, you I never said that. And I'm just kidding. I never said that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do think that we do grossly um, overanalyze his words as, as gospel and not what they are, which is a, a really good way to organize the church. I really think that that is the point of Paul. So, Again, unless you want to say everything after the Gospels is the Book of Mormon, I don't think you can compare the two guys, personally. Now, to be fair to Luke here, he wrote Acts, and Paul wasn't on the scene where, when there was the dictations of Jesus, um, and, but then and Luke just Luke got accounts of people. But that would mean people. Luke is confirming Paul too, right? Well, he's just writing down the account of Paul. So, I mean... Okay. It doesn't necessarily confirm it. It confirms that Paul definitely said this stuff. Do you guys think Paul would have been invited to speak at FC lectures? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He'd be properly vetted. <laughs> uh. no, I, I mean, I agree with that. I just... I, I, hey, Joseph Smith was a baller. I mean, this guy... What was it? Um... JBM, you can correct me on this if I get my uh, if I get it wrong here. But was it the Book of Nephi that his buddy's wife was like, "Hey, he, she like stole it from him," and she was like, "Hey, if this is the divine word of God, rewrite it <laughs> word for word," and he changed it from another perspective. And at the end, he put in like all this patriarchal stuff that like. Husbands don't let your wives oversee your household. Like what a baller. Joseph Smith is is one of the greatest con artists of all time. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but and and I, and I do agree I do agree with Midnight Mark. I do think there is there is um I think the evidence surrounding uh Paul as with regards to his acceptance amongst other apostles is is pretty strong evidence um that Paul is legit um I I just I, I well and this is not really even about the question I'm just not really sure Paul meant for us to take him as seriously as we take him and not yeah. as gospel right I just think he potentially was like what's my way into this Christian thing like, I love Christianity, but, like, no one's going to take me seriously. Oh, let me say I saw Jesus and learned everything I know from him. <laughs> I guess I take it back. Apparently, Paul is the greatest con artist in history. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs> no, he was still totally, definitely Christian and had very good, like, Dude. he did a lot of good things. Okay. So he saw Moroni <laughs> said it was Jesus. <laughs> Paul actually saw Joseph Smith on the road. <laughs> that is what started the whole thing. Oh, I love it. 
Oh, I man. love it. All right. Any other thoughts Hopefully on that our, we answered uh, the our question. friend Paul? I, I do. I do think overall, um, just to sum all of this up, I, I do more or less agree with what you said at the beginning that it, it's a pretty simplistic comparison. I understand why the comparison is made because we we a lot of people do treat Paul as gospel, um, and I mean Mormons definitely treat Joseph Smith that way. So I can see why why the comparison was made for the question for sure. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong to the listener who made this question. It it we do appreciate the question. It's it's a good topic. I just <laughs> it was worded a little a little funny the way it was presented to me anyway. So wait, what about uh, the other question from that listener? Are we saving that? We'll get to it next week. Uh, okay. we'll get to uh, that one next week. Ooh, yeah, I we like didn't want to. I like that one a double, lot. We didn't want to double dip, but we will okay. we will take. Um, we did skip some all day Mark questions. We'll get back to him as well uh, on a different day. So we're going to go back to double B Rob. Um, he had a really good question. Also religious. So if that's your thing, keep tuning in. If you're an atheist, also tune in because we want you to hear it. Um, if, if you're you, an atheist, we want your questions yeah, for sure. Please, please. That would be amazing. We welcome openly anything that will question our own beliefs and where we stand so that we can uh, become more knowledgeable and better. That's why we're reading the Communist Manifesto and That's doing right. that on May Gotta 20 destroy that something. nuclear family, baby. Maybe we'll read the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. No, oh my goodness, it's no. too long, man, and it's boring. Dry. I'll boring. read Nephi. <laughs> um, all right. So his question was, and I, I just typed it out, so it could be a little wrong, uh, but I think I got the gist of it. If you were baptized by the Pope or a bishop or something, wait, wait, wait. The, Do you want me to just read it? Do you have it? Yeah, I got like, it. Here. Uh, okay, yeah, just read it then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me. Uh... Hold up, I'm pulling it I right thought now. you had it. I have it right here. Okay. Okay, so the question is, if you're baptized by the Pope of the Catholic Church, but you were baptized the correct way and for the right reasons, is your baptism legitimate? Can you, in fact, be baptized by anyone? And Damn Midnight me. Mark, we'll start with you. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Uh, I think you can be baptized by anyone. Um, I, I think it would be a little weird if you got baptized by someone who didn't really believe in what you were doing. But I think the only thing that you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and actually follow through with that. So if you were with a friend and you were like, Hey man, I got to get baptized like right now. Um, even if that person wasn't necessarily like a preacher or like an elder or deacon or something, I guess as long as they're willing to understand why this is a big deal for you, they could probably do it for you, right? Like Bill Clinton I, can baptize you? <laughs> you might be pushing it there. <laughs> I, he might hold you underwater. <laughs> well, well, okay, wait, can, hold can, you, I have another question. Off. No, I have another question for you, though. So. Okay. You said as long as they understand that it's a big deal for you, but do they, like, what? do they have I guess to? what I mean is that I don't think someone would just do that, you know? 
if you had like an atheist friend that didn't believe in God or whatever, they might be like, go find somebody else. You know what I mean? I do think that it would take somebody that would be willing to get in that water with you and understand. I don't think it has to be the big show that we do in the front of church where they announce the purpose. I think you just have to announce that to yourself. In terms of the question, I don't believe that baptism by the Pope is legit baptism because you get baptized when you're a baby and you don't have sin at that point. But the question did preface if you were baptized the right way and for the right reasons. Yeah, so to be fair, because I know we do have Catholic listeners on this podcast, um, when we ask or when we say, what what does that mean? Because... I know uh, Catholics, they're baptized as babies, but then they're reconfirmed or they go through the sacrament where they're baptized as adults once they become part of the member of the church. Um, So I guess what you're saying is if if you're baptized, I don't think it's possible to be baptized the right way as a baby because you have to understand what you're making a commitment to. But um, if you're making the decision then, to become a part of Jesus' church, um, having your sins removed, becoming a follower of Christ through baptism, um, I don't think it matters who does the actual baptism or else it would have specified in the Bible that somebody like that's a Christian or something has to baptize you. Can I really quick take a, a guess at what I think the root of this question is? So there's a lot of people that come to church with us or you know, whatever. And they were baptized in another church. And the big question is, do I have to be baptized at the church that I currently go to, to actually be saved? Like if I was a Methodist or a Presbyterian or even a Catholic, if I go to the church of Christ or I go to non-denominational, whatever, and if I'm not baptized in that church, is that legit? And I think it is literally all about your heart. So I think that's the root of the question, really. So JBM, take it away. I don't know that it's all about your heart. Because like some churches, you you get baptized to become a member of that congregation, right? Like of that like local body. And so if that was why you got baptized, then you haven't been baptized for the right reason, right? Um, and yeah, you should be baptized to become a follower of Christ, not a follower right. of a church. Exactly, so. exactly. And I know, and and I know, in many cases, at at churches that do that, they're like, I guess, kind of, uh, pardon the pun, but they're double dipping, I guess, right? <laughs> like they're saying, like, you know, you you're, do you do you believe in Jesus Christ as your savior, you know, but also like, hey you have to do this if you want to be a member here kind of thing. And obviously that aspect of it is not good, but to answer the actual question, I mean, I think if someone baptized you and they, you know, they did it the right way, they did it for the right reasons. Um, you did it for the right reasons. I think that'd be fine. But kind of back to what you said earlier, like you're probably not going to ask an atheist. That's going to be like, yeah, man, I got you. Cause like, that's not probably how it's going to play out, but could you, I suppose. So we've also, you've also said you had to be baptized. So we've talked about for the right reason. You've also mentioned in the right way. So what does that mean? I mean, I think I'm saying this because we're like saying the Catholic way is not right. So I feel like we should at least explain. 
Right. Well, um, and and I don't I don't fully understand, and I won't pretend to understand the entire. I, I don't understand how Catholics do it, like when you become an adult and the sacrament. I, I don't really understand all that. Um, so maybe you can enlighten me here in a moment. But to me, being baptized as we read about it in the New Testament is that you go down in the water and then you come out of the water. And you can't come out of the water if you weren't in the water. And to me, that means you like went all the way down in the water and, and came back out. Now, I don't think that means that like, oh man, that guy was getting baptized and his toe popped out or something. So it doesn't count. Like, I think that's silly, but I think there is a, um, I don't know. There's, there's definitely an example of the way we see it that seems to me pretty consistent through yeah. the New Testament. No, I, I totally agree. And that's the reason I do it that way as well. But I do sometimes feel like it's silly to say if someone like literally got baptized for all the right reasons and the person who baptized them did it some different way for me to be like, oh, you're, it doesn't count because you didn't do it exactly this way. Now, your conscience might say, like, oh, I read in the Bible, I should have been baptized this way, mm-hmm. like all the way in the water or something. Um, and so I need to do it that way. But it's hard for me to criticize, you know, one way or the other. Well, what do we talk about on this show all the time? At the end of the day, we need to look about, we need to look at Jesus, correct? So... I, I do think if I met somebody who was baptized for the right reason, they believe Jesus was the son of God, they, you know, under have a, an understanding of that, an admission of that. How did Jesus get baptized? John the Baptist dunked him underwater. With the Holy Spirit. He just dunked him. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if, if somebody was like, yeah, somebody had like a, like a cup and poured it over my head, I probably would say you should be baptized the way Jesus was. That personally, because JBM's right. We also have a couple hundred other examples in the Bible of people also being dunked. But the one that matters, <laughs> if Jesus would have been sprinkled, I think you could be cool with that. But he wasn't. And so to me, I think we should we should be baptized the way the man was baptized, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different than what I said, but I do yeah. totally understand your point. I, I just personally would tell somebody that they need yeah, yeah, yeah. to. No, I, well, I would well, just show them the examples and I would go from there. I if guess, they don't feel yeah. like they need to, then I'm not going to be like, oh, you have to, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. so like, for example, along the lines of what you were just talking about there, like if, if, if somebody said like, you know, if somebody asked me if I was baptized and I was like, yeah. And they were like, why? And I was like, because, you know, Jesus Jesus Christ is my savior. You know, he came, died for me so that I could live, whatever, you know, they're not going to be like, yeah, but like, did you get dunked? You know what I mean? So like, if I asked someone that question and they told me that, then I would be like, and and I was like, you know, why did you get baptized? And they explained their reason to me and they did get a cup dunked on their head, but they didn't tell me that part. I would just assume that they had been baptized. Right. You know, for the right reasons incorrectly and everything else. Well, right. There's a line of being a jerk. You know what I mean? You don't like, oh, well, how were you bad? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think we need to prod. But again, if these people are going to church consistently, they'll notice every person who gets back to like, oh, you guys get dunked like 
that didn't happen to me. And then you can have the conversation. Right. I do think I mean, it would come up. More than likely, they would end up asking at some point if yeah, you were yeah, spending yeah. enough time around each other discussing these things, as, as you should be doing. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on baptism? Do, do we it. baptize? No, we said the same thing. <laughs> do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess we're nearing the end. Um, I got a couple questions. Um, I guess number one, what's worse for citizens, slavery or the government? Slavery. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> That goes out to all our black listeners out there. <laughs> what? Um, I thought we weren't getting canceled now that Paul was gone. Can you repeat the question? It was your question. Okay. What's worse for people, the government or slavery? Yes. <laughs> Both. Midnight Mark, what, what is – wait, what – I thought it was what has ruined more lives. That's the question. Oh, what yeah, is okay? What has ruined more lives? Sorry, what's ruined more lives? The government or slavery? Slavery. You know the who that goes out to? Government. The slavery? government. The government. The government said slavery was okay. You got to do it for the listeners. Are you? Ah <laughs> oh, man. Is it slavery by race or just regular slavery? It doesn't what do you mean? The regular slavery is just slavery. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's like we've talked about before. There's different. There's the slavery that America did, which was based on race, and there's like normal slavery, which is like indentured servitude. You owe me a lot of money. The slavery in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Is slavery America did was sort of based on race. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> I can't believe we're I'm, having this conversation. Hey, no, I'm, I mean, okay. Was, I'm so going to slavery in America the wasn't really said slavery was okay. Slavery no. in America wasn't really race based, you know. No, here's what I'm just, saying. Here's <laughs> what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Let's back it up a second. What I'm saying is that, like, just because you were black didn't mean you were a slave. You know that you know the number of free black people in the South doubled between seventeen, like, right after the rev, the, the the Revolutionary War. Between 1790 and 1800, it doubled. Free black people in the South. And then between 1800 and 1810, it doubled again. Okay, I'm just well, saying, it, did, it, didn't mean, it didn't mean that everyone that was black was a slave. I didn't realize Thomas Sowell was on our podcast, but it, I'm glad he it is. Only, <laughs> it only... We, we... I don't know. How only, many of the white people were slaves during that time? <laughs> yeah, I think that's my point. <laughs> Are we talking about the indentured servitude? What is, why are you serious? I'm Listen, my answer is still the government because I'm the just, government said slavery was okay. My, so. my point is this. My point is this. In America, it did not... Slavery in America was no different than anywhere else. It just literally wasn't. We just... we. You're right. With The people that became slaves were black. But it wasn't different than anywhere else. It just he wasn't. Right he is right about that. All right. I want to move on because like everyone. And having said us. that, having said that, what I mean is all slavery is bad. Agree. That's true. 
Do you believe the same way, Piano Man? Is slavery in that context? No. <laughs> oh, in that context, yes. Like, if you rip people out of their homes and make them slaves, yes. I'm against that in every respect. Yes. But if it's a different type, I'm not against it. Right. <laughs> like, well, like, so, like, what happened to the Israelites in Egypt? That's wrong. Is the exact same thing that happened here. Yeah. Right. That's what. That's what I'm saying. We should yeah. probably move on because it's supposed to be rapid fire. Okay. Well, yeah, agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah, number I, two. I think we're on the same page. Is Oscar Robinson? I think this is a dumb question, but I was asked it. So, is Oscar Robinson the same as Russell Wilson or Wessel Westbrook? So, Russell Westbrook recently no. broke the triple doubles record, um, but. Do we remember Oscar Robertson more fondly, or was he just the same type of player, type of guy? He won a title. So before I let Piano Man ask answer, because he asked, I'm going to say no. A, he won a title in college. He won a title in the NBA. And triple-doubles are nothing now. No one plays defense in the regular season, so you could do whatever you want. Triple double, like people get triple doubles in every single game in the NBA now. Almost they, they they are meaningless stats. And yes, what he did is incredible, but he's a stat guy. And Oscar Robinson was a real Hall of Fame player. Now, well, the go. the reason I asked it is because you watch Russell Westbrook, and it's not like okay. I think he did win an MVP once. He I'm did. pretty sure. He did. Did he? Uh, first, but, the first time he deserved. Did. He deserved it the first time. But no, I remember looking back. Nah, I remember he didn't looking back. It. I remember looking back on on Oscar Robertson, especially when we were in college, and we'd be like, "Man, nobody's gonna do that." And like, wow, Westbrook, he might be able to do it or something. Like averaging a triple double in a season, um, it just seemed undoable. But now that it's been done, it's it's almost you see the guys get triple doubles. It's just not. All, it doesn't mean like there's some amazing player because they get a triple double. And, and that yeah. was kind of your point, Midnight Mark. But but then I was just like, well, was Oscar Robertson really just like Russell Westbrook? Like, was it something super impressive that he did, or was it just like a guy who did something other players didn't do because he had athleticism or whatever? I, I think. I can only imagine that probably during the end of that season, like he realized what he was getting close to doing, so he made sure he did it probably, or like put some extra sauce into like, oh shoot, I better get a couple more assists here. But like, I don't know. I, it seems like the way the NBA is played now, it's played at such a fast pace. And yeah, score. but back then, back then they were scoring higher. Yeah, and they were getting more like, points than today. And they were well, getting more rebounds. Like back then was the era of will. That's kind like, of my point. Yeah. Will didn't Will have a game where he had like fifty four points, like forty rebounds, and thirty blocks well, or something insane? I'm not even just talking about individual stats. Teams as a whole actually scored on average more back when Oscar Robertson played than no they do today. Clock. Even though it feels like yeah, yeah, I it feels it, like we I thought it was later than that. No, it was in the seventies, eighties. No, Oscar didn't play in no seventy. I guess sixties, sixties and seventies, right? Yeah, yeah but the high scoring was in the seventies. The high scoring was in the 70s, not really the 60s. But I'll go back and look. It Whatever. Yeah. Besides the point. But <clears throat> maybe well, it's not he really is. besides the point. But. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe if Russell Westbrook would have won a title, I would feel differently. I don't know. 
Yeah. But he hogged the ball in game seven of the I, Western I Conference guess the Finals, big so difference is... I never watched Oscar, so I wouldn't know if he's a ball hog. You know? the, the big difference to me is, and maybe I have to go back and look, but like there are guys who who put together comparable stat lines to Westbrook like right now. Like Maybe it's not an actual triple-double, but like LeBron's Joking. relatively Joking. close. Joking. Harden, Harden's been relatively close. Like I'm pretty sure when Oscar did it, like... It, nobody was even in the ballpark, right? But I, I don't know that for fact. I'll have to check. Well, just look, just look at the difference. The NBA. Um, I saw a stat the other day that it was in 2005. There was only one player that averaged 25 points, five assists, and five rebounds, and that was Tracy McGrady. One, and there are like 18 in today's game. So it's just different. It's just a different time. But the reason why I think Oscar is impressive for, for the same thing JBM said, that even though it was a different time, he was still the only one doing it and or even close. So Andy won a title. So um, last question. With Kareem, with, the true goat. True. Same sports. Tebow is back in the NFL. Are we buying or selling that he will make an impact for the Jaguars, piano man. Sell. Why? He's an old man with no skill. Are you guys buying that he will make the team? No. Because I don't think he but, will. For the same exact reasons this, this, I just this, said. That's my question. Yeah, buy or sell. Make no. an impact for Now, do I, do I buy that after he gets cut, like he'll do something else so he's in the news? Like live stream his FC lectures talk or whatever he's doing? What? No, it's not lectures. What's he doing? Leadership dinner. Lectures. Leadership no, definitely dinner. lectures, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Tebow, he should have done this 10 years ago, and he probably would have been solid. He was never going to be a great tight end, but he definitely would have been an impactful player. That could Back then, they could have brought him in to be goal line quarterback and stuff. Now, that ain't happening. Trevor Lawrence is just a literal better version of him in every single way. Like, I, I, I just, I mean, he just, it just seems like the last several years, he is just constantly looking for a way to get people to pay attention to him. Like, I don't know. Christian Kaepernick, baby. Um, Christian. The, the, the thing I'll say about it is there seems to be some uprising, like people mad that he got a job before Cap, but like, Tebow is, if he makes the team, he'll be taking a pay cut. And he changed positions, which Cap is not. How do you willing take a pay do. cut when you're not getting paid? Well, like he's not demanding money. He's going to make less than t- he made at Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's not demanding money just for being Tim Tebow, if that makes sense. Um, and he's switching positions. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that he makes a team. I think Urban will make sure that he makes the team, but I, I will sell that he makes an impact. I don't think he'll do much um to the point where he might not finish the season on the team i could see him getting cut during the season but i think he'll make the team um so that's it any final thoughts before we uh head on out yeah join us for our communist manifesto read for the next couple weeks here we're going to be airing it may 28th get your questions and comments in may 25th if you want to join us let us know. We'll have a guest, hopefully. 
Yeah, the sooner you let us know, the better. And and submit your questions to Magic in the Attic Podcast at gmail.com. Rest in peace. We love you, Magic Morons. Preacher Paul. Salute. The Magic in the Attic is back at it again. You just chill into the rhythm and then love comes in. Sit right back and just have a good time. Listen to the music and let your feelings fly. Grab one of your friends and just sing and dance, sing and dance till the night ends in sweet romance. Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. Stop now, we're doing this all night long Cause I just want to laugh it all away Cause I get this feeling that it is going to stay Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time It's a beautiful day outside, so come play Soak up the sun and think about the things of the day about you all that I can running in circles around and around in my head all that I'm trying to do is have a good good time all that I'm trying to do is have a good good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time